Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marcos Luis here and Ashley Elizabeth Green, and we're back for another One Mic Night Talk. We missed you guys. Thank you all for sticking around and uh, joining us again for another episode of One Mic Night Talk. Ashley, how you doing? Oh my gosh, I missed you. I missed everyone. I missed you too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you realize what a big part of my life you become since we started doing this because this gives me a, a, an avenue to talk about us and to talk about you know real feelings and things like that. You know. I, I feel the same way. I remember when I contacted you because I was like, I'm finally ready to, I don't know if everybody's the same, but I just know I've been going through some things and I was like, I'm finally ready to like, you really don't notice how you really need an avenue to talk about things until it's like not there anymore. Right, you yeah. And of course you're like my Jiminy Cricket because you give me like the best grounding. Right. This is this has been the same for me too. This is this has been very therapeutic, and I'm sure yeah. that the people that are listening have hopefully gotten some good value out of it as well. So, so yeah, yeah. Like you said, what what's what's been going on? Because I know, man, like for me, 20, 2021 kind of ended <laughs> in a crazy way, and I went through a low, low, low period. But what's going right. on with you? We'll talk about me next. Um, I think if, if we're gonna go low and then go high vibrational, mm -hmm. I think for me the low is, um, like I was saying before, like I just started a no contact with my family. Okay. And so started that with, I know, I don't wanna get too deep in it, but with the drama and everything, and I just learned that I need to take care of me and my wholeness and my peace. Yeah. And you know, 2021, relationships don't work. Friendships are ending. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like just a, like, like cleaning house. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was like, yeah. and it's, it's cleaning house in a matter of like, it's not even that you're trying to clean house. It's one of those things like God, spirit, whatever you believe in, like you're just not vibrationally like on point with people. And I just started noticing like there's certain things I just can't allow in my life anymore. You this know what is I mean? good. I love this because a lot of people are not in tune to it. And so when you get in tune to that, that's when the good things start happening. Go ahead. Yeah. This, this is great. I love this. Oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I missed yeah. this. Yeah. I don't know how we always get right. to this. But I just think what happened to me was that, like, I just started noticing, um, I'm like, you know how you just working on your healing. And it just got to a point where I was just like, I'm exhausted. I'm done working on my healing. And then um, God was like, no, no, it's time to clean house. So when I would be talking to certain people or certain things would be adding up or not adding up, I just started being like, I think what had happened was when I started doing a no contact with my family, I just started saying like, you know what? Like, I really am an advocate now for myself as an adult. I'm not that little kid anymore. Like, mm. I support people and I need the same support. And if they don't support me, then I just can't let you be in my life anymore. And it's not even that, like, you don't have a conversation with them. It could be that one real talk and you just hear how someone speaks to you. And you're mm. just like, do you, like, I remember I did that with like pretty much everyone that I dismissed. I'm like, do you hear how you're speaking to me? Right. You know what I mean? And it's just, and you're just like, I don't hate you. I don't, I just can't have you in my life anymore. What, what, how do, what do you, what got you to that point? 
like what was the what was the thing that was the button that said um Man, I, I think it. the thing for me was like just disrespect you know I think that was for me like I was always just getting disrespect and I'd be like what's that tone about or what's you know like I would just know or or someone not um like I know we have to give other people space right of mm -hmm. course but I just think for me, we got to a point where it's just like, you got to notice like when you're always helping other people, because I'm learning not to be a people pleaser. So I started noticing like, you're always helping other people. But then it's just like, when it comes time for you, it's like, they don't have no time for you. There you, go. you know what I mean? Yeah. And you yeah. got to, you got to notice that because right. you have to, you know, people, you, you make space for people and they have to make space for you. So it can't be, I just started noticing everything was one-sided. Right. And, I, and I, I feel you on that because I think a lot of times we, you know, the type of people that we are and that I know you to be, you're a giver, you're concerned, you're, you're compassionate, you know what I mean? You're, you're a good friend, you're always there. But then when it comes back around, when you need someone to be your backbone, where are they? Who's there to support you? Who's there to support your endeavors? Who's there when Ashley needs a, you know, a shoulder to cry on? Or just to talk about something that's really, really important. That's basically what I need to talk yeah. I just need to talk. I just exactly. need to talk. Like, like, I love when I call you. Like, mm -hmm. I'd be like, and you're giving me some grounding advice. And as soon as we get off the phone, I feel, I let it go. And I feel so much better. Right. And um, I just noticed with some people, it's that like, and, and also, I know this is what I noticed, and that's what really made me be like on that, like, okay, God, like we're letting people go, is that I started noticing that because I'm a giver, it made me start thinking that I'm flawed in being a giver. Like, you know, it made me start thinking, like, am I wrong for being a giver? Should I not be a giver? And I started thinking, no, it's just that they can't reciprocate what your love language is. And it's just, it's just time for a new season with new friends, mm. you know, and they that can't was that reciprocate what your love language is. Yeah, they I like can. that. Yeah. yeah. And that's the reality can. of it. That's true. They can't. They, they can't. can't. And, and, and it's that they can't and that they won't. Mm -hmm. And because there's a difference between someone not knowing something, but when you tell people, especially the people I'm talking about, I've been friends with them for like years or even two years so it's not like we're talking about people who don't know you know it's not right. like a, you know what I mean but you just have to sometimes just be like and like I said before I pick peace over everything and I just started making those decisions like or at the end of the day they would make those decisions for me on how they would speak to me right you know? and um, I think that's 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 truly the hard part because like you said you pick peace I pick peace but at the end of the day, we do need some sort of human connection too. We can't live in isolation. We can't live alone. We need, you know, human connection, but you choose to, to make the peace within yourself. So those people that you do connect with, you continue the relationship with, you continue to reach out to, but we do have to find the peace within ourselves so that we can function and push forward, move forward. Right, definitely. Right. And I just feel like your tribe should, everyone doesn't have to agree. Like, I love, that's why I said, I love talking to people who are thinking different mm -hmm. than me in the world. And they can give me like, hey, Ash, I think let's like, not that you're wrong, but let's look at it in a different way. 
Right. You know what I mean? And I also love my friends where they're like, I hear what you're saying, but why don't you just put that in a box and just let it sit there for a second before you make a judgment on it. Right. You know I mean? And Absolutely, I feel like, yeah. you know, I, I mm-hmm. love my different friends with their different worldviews, but it also has to be with respect. And I just noticed the common factor denominator for these people. They were very disrespectful to me and they just didn't care on how they spoke to me. Right. And I think for me, dealing with family trauma and things like that, um, I really pay attention to how people speak to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a softie in a matter of like, I need someone to be so sweet and so kind, but I do need you to have some type of um, delicacy when you do talk to me. You know, especially when it's something serious, because everybody who knows me, I'm using person like, oh, I'm good. I'm okay. So Mm -hmm. if I talk to you about something, you know, it's serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times, too, we I I do the same thing, but I also have to understand where someone else is coming to. Maybe they're not used to speaking with delicacy. Maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe it was the way they were brought up. Maybe, you know, but you know, if you're my friend, then you have to be at a point where you understand that I need that kind of delicacy or, or deal with me in a certain way. And however else you deal with people, other people, that's how you deal with them. But when we're talking one-on-one, you know, sometimes I need to talk to you like this, Ashley, and you need that understanding. You know what I mean? Like, I have to, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. And that's sometimes that w- that's what people need. You have to be able to read that's your friends. Need. Yeah, you have to. And that's what it's all about. And I know for me, I've always been the friend where um, I always look at things in a funny way Mm -hmm. or it's like, it's not that deep as like sometimes my friend take it or I'd be like, or or I'm also that friend like, just meditate and pray on it and then just see how you, I'm one of those friends, like if you call me at night, I'd be like, wait, won't you see how you feel in the morning? Because you know how we feel in the morning. It's totally Mm -hmm. different. Completely different. Yeah. So I'd be like, let's talk about it now and just vent it out. But right. then let's start solving it tomorrow. Right. Because I know it's like we'd be in a whole different place of right. mind. Because you're at, at, at that moment, you're in the heat of the moment. There's a passion going oh, on. And then if you sleep yeah. on it, you wake up, you've had time to think, process it, and you can come back and have a clear, clear mind on everything. Listen, I, I know what you mean. Uh, Twenty twenty one was a great year for me. Okay. Yes. Overall, yes. but the end of the year, just, I hit a low and people that know me know that I'm always grinding. I'm always, I'm up, I'm doing my thing. It's very rare that I get in a place where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So at the end of the year, um, you know, I, I got COVID. I was so careful, you know, through the whole three, two and a half years of this, this process. And the last week during Christmas and New Year's, I got COVID. So yeah. this was a time where my mother was here because I had just moved my mother across the country. So she was staying with me until the house was ready. So she was literally in my apartment for about a month. So I was coughing. I went, you know, went to my job. I, I was coughing and sneezing. And I said, oh God, here we go. Let me look up the what Omicron is and what the symptoms are. I looked it up. They said coughing is one of them, sneezing, throat. I said, let me walk up to, you know, the health center and and get a test. So I kind of had a feeling that I probably had it. So I walked over to the Dwayne Reed, got some pine salt because I know that kills the COVID germs. Mommy's in the house. Yep, 99.9, the pine salt. Shout out to pine salt. This is not a paid endorsement. (laughs) (laughs) Pine salt. 
Right. Only COVID. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, so I got some just in case. So I went home. As I was walking home, the health center called and they said, yeah, you tested positive. So I was like, H-E-L-L, what am I going to do? So that weekend, I had, uh, helped a friend move. So I called him right away. I was like, listen, you got to <laughs> get a test because you might have it too. So he went downstairs, took a test. He had it too. So I said, oh. well, guess what? I'm coming over. Because right. you know what I mean? Like I had no other choice. Where am I going to go? I can't stay at home. So I dropped off the pine saw, put my keys down on the counter, got my bag, just start packing stuff. Told my mom I was leaving, staying at a friend's house. She's like, oh, okay. She Like she didn't know what was going on. So the next day I called her and I told her, I said, listen, I tested positive for COVID. I just wanted you to be safe. You you feel okay? She's like, yeah, I feel fine. I said, okay, so I'm in my friend's house and I'm going to stay here until you know it's over. So right then is when they just switched it from having a 14-day quarantine to five-day quarantine. So I was lucky with that. Um, my friend ended up having symptoms worse than I did. So I was like, I got to get out of here. I got, you know what I mean? Like my symptoms are done. My five days are done, but I got to get out of here. I was like healed right away. Yeah, I did. I had very mild symptoms. So I was like, I get out of here. So I ended up getting out of there. But during that time, I just went through a, like you have so much time on your hand. You can't work. You can't do anything. The show was on pause. You know what I mean? Like you had no, it was holidays. Not to um, mm-hmm. butt in. Yeah. How long were you like sick for? Like, was it a week or was it? So I had the weeks? coughing for two days and then I think for literally seven days for one week, maybe a little over one week. Oh, I had, it I had, it felt like the flu and then there were days and periods that would come in waves. There were periods like one day I would have a wave of my energy being sucked out of me. And I just like, you had to, st- I had to stop what I was doing and go lay down and go to sleep. Like I literally had to, like, you feel it coming on and you just be like, I gotta, I gotta go. So you just walk up to the bed and you'd be like, oh. wow. It just went in waves for me. Yep. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we pretty much just, we ordered Ooh. some, mm-hmm, we ordered some food from, you know, to be delivered at home and just making soup and, and liquids and vitamins. And, you know, you just kept doing that. That was it. But you just oh. like during that time, you just started thinking. You know, like, where am I going? What am I doing? Who are my friends? Who can help me? What, like, all these things just are going through your mind. <laughs> it'd be like, it's so funny because when you get sick, you think about things that don't even really don't matter. matter. Yeah. Like, you just need to get healed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Yep. That's all. Yep. And on top of the pandemic, you can't go anywhere. You're supposed to stay in the house. You know what I mean? So it was, yeah, it was, it was rough. It was rough. 2021 was the girlfriend who like did the fake out. Did the like, fake out. Yep. But I'm back. Who ghosted me and then came back. Right. Exactly. Right. That's yep. like 20. But I feel like 2022 is much more. I'm starting to like it. It's it's been rough. I will. It's been rough in a matter of like, it's been rough, but there's been beautiful, joyous moments at right. the same time. You yeah, know what me I mean? Too. Like, me too. Because I feel like I remember we were talking about this, like. I know when you're still trying to figure out how to do the thing, but at the end of the day, at least you're at the point where it's like, you know what you want to do. Right. You just need to know, like, how do I get to do it for a time? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, how do I get to get to the next level of the thing exactly. that I want to do? And so you know here's, I mean? this is what I'm living by. This is the goal. Like, I don't usually make goals for New Year's and things like that. This is like a year long goal is to learn 
is learning about as much as I can about everything that I can learn that's going to push me forward. So every day I'm trying to learn something new in terms of business, in terms of, you know, my craft, in terms of, you know, what's going to push me forward in terms of building myself for the future. So that's my goal. So I've been, you know, talking to surrounding myself, like they say, with people who know more than me, people who know what I want to know and talking to them and learning this knowledge. And now I'm finally executing it. And I think that's the biggest problem that we have is that we learn, but we don't do anything. We don't execute our knowledge. That's what's holding us back. That's true. I agree with holding us. Um, That is so true. And and we have to, we have to get beyond that. No, it's just a mindset that we have to, we have to get beyond. And we take this knowledge, we take it, we see it. Oh yeah, I see it. I'll do it. No, actually execute it, execute it, execute this knowledge. And that's where I am and not be afraid to letting some stuff go. I'm letting shit go. Just like you let people go. I'm letting people go. I'm letting things go. And I'm not looking back. I'm not looking back one thing I was uh I came to a realization yesterday um when I was writing my journal I was just like there's a lot of old goals that I don't want anymore and I think that's what was frustrating me because you get so used to these goals that didn't get met you know what I mean that's it we have to be we have to allow these old goals to go you don't want it because you change we change we change we don't need that we don't need those. We have new goals yeah. now. And I think that's what was holding me back the first time we were talking. I'm like, I was yep. feeling it down. Mm-hmm. I at my goals. It's like, you don't even want to do that anymore. Nope. nope. And maybe the reason why you still probably think you want to do it is because other people see you in a matter of like, they think you should do it. So you started to believe that. Yep. And you need to let that go go. Right. That's not what you want to do anymore. Right. And because what I just said, you've learned something new and now maybe it's shifted you in a different direction. Your trajectory is something different now. It's something different. Totally different. And we have to allow that. We have to allow it. And yeah, when I did that, I felt so much pressure even off myself of like, I'm going with my new goals and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with my new goals. And I also love that you said about... um, learning because i i was reading i forget who it was i was following i think it was create the love on instagram but he was saying that when you learn something it stops you from having fear because he was saying one of the reasons why we have fear about things because we don't know we don't know yes we're uncertain so when you when you like find the information and learn it and execute it if you notice, you don't have fear as much. You might be nervous. Right. Nervous with preparation feels different. It sure when does. You don't know anything. Right. You know right. what I mean? So Absolutely. I'm learning that too. Like, mm-hmm. if you, if you, once you, like, once I get nervous or I feel like I'm getting anxiety about something, it's like, why are you doing that, Ash? Oh, because you don't know anything. You don't know. Yeah. And it's like one of those old patterns that I'm trying to get rid of too. Like, don't let the anxiety come up where it's just like, why are you getting anxiety about it? That means you just don't know it. So that means you need to find out what's this new thing that you're interested in, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we don't have to. I mean, and I think that, and I don't want to say this is an ageist thing, but I feel like, 
people who are older stick to a more traditional, you know, and set way of life and thinking and people who are younger allow themselves the risk and the freedom to do a lot more. I, I think you're so right. Mm. I yeah. caught myself doing that. Yeah. And I also realized that because I was like, why do I feel like in my early 30s, right? I was more adventurous. No, my 20s, I wasn't adventurous. I was much more scared all the time. Um, but I will say I did give things a little bit of more try, but I feel like my early 30s, I was very, very like adventurous. And I just started wondering, like, I still need that type of no fear. Because I've noticed, like, I'm like, Ash, when you travel, you ain't got no fear. You don't even care about having Wi-Fi. Yeah. So the same way how you do other things, you need to bring that in your everyday life. You know? Yeah. So I'm getting better at that. Okay. That's where we are. We got we gotta do it. We have to be fearless. Fearless. In order to get some yeah. uh some things in life. And walk like walk through the fear. Like walk, walk through, through the fear. Yeah. Walk through the fear. Walk through the fire. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Off the path, like I, I really, I'm really starting to learn that like excitement is the cousin to fear. You know what I mean? Because it's just another sense of like that's all it is, just a different vibration of it. Yep. You know what I mean? They walk hand in hand. Yeah, they walk hand in hand. You know what I mean? Yep. And once you that, once you get the knowledge, you're good. You're good. Yeah. How do you? How do you? Um, how do you stay grounded in life? Because there's so much stuff going on and, you know, with being, having fear and trying new things and learning new things, how do, how do we stay grounded? You know, oh my God. This, this I stay grounded to... by, by my devotions. Um, and what I mean by that is um, my morning rituals. Like I, I pray, I meditate. Um, I usually listen to a uplifting message, which is usually by Michael Beckwith. Mm -hmm. um, He's really, really good. He's the um, pastor and co-founder of Agape Church. And um, their church is really centered on um, metaphysics and um, meditation. So I love that. And also, I think I just stay grounded. I'm going to be honest. Like, besides all of that, when that doesn't work, I'm really one of those people, like, I'll turn on my recorder for my video camera or for, like, for audio. Or I might do the old school and look in the mirror. And I just have a real pep talk. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'll be like, me and her like this. And I'm like, girl, today is not a good day. What we about to do? Or I'd be like, if it's been going on for weeks, why, like, what are we unhappy about? Right. I'll just have a real pep talk. How, let me, this is kind of a weird question, but do you feel like you're your own best friend? <laughs> I, and I don't mean that in like a crazy way. I just mean like sometimes. But I love how you said you know it. I mean? Like, do you? Because that just made me think. Like, who do you who do you go to when you need to talk? Do you have a pep talk with yourself, like you just said, no, or do you, mean, is there I someone that my, you relate to? No, I go to my friends. Don't get me wrong. Like, I go to my home, my friends. But what I'm saying is, like, sometimes when you have to have those real deep discussions where it's just like, there's like stuff that you just can't really talk about with them. Right. Like there's just, I just think there's just stuff that's like really, really deep that sometimes it's like, you really can't say to another person. Right. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, of course. When, when I say, when I say, when I have that talk in the mirror where I'm just like, Ashley, you're really unhappy. I mean, like, it's the type of talk where it's like, I don't need a friend to be like, look, so joy comes in the morning and today it's going to, you know, like, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Right. It's like one of those, it's because it's a process of, for me, that I might need to sob and cry and really just look deep like actually you're just really unhappy and you need to figure out why you're unhappy and what's triggering you yeah it's just one of those i just think sometimes you just need to have those deep conversations with yourself yep i agree you know I, mean? I agree i believe being in that shadow work that keeps you grounded because it's like you've got to be real with yourself and nobody else can get you out of that or make you feel better. Because I think sometimes that's not as healthy. Like when you're trying to call, like if I called you and I'm trying to get out of being sad, sometimes you need to sit in that. Yeah, you do. Like I've learned to be like, don't be upset about it. Like sit in that. Yeah, sit in and ask yourself questions. Ask yourself yeah. the pertinent questions. Because no matter how well somebody knows you, you do know yourself better. Oh, yeah, and, 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 and this is and I wasn't really trying to be funny because you know I have there <laughs> yeah I, the way I said it was funny but I have I have five people who are my best friends and I can call them my best yeah. friends because they've been there but when it comes down to me you know motivating myself reassuring myself if I'm feeling a certain way I really have to take a look at myself and 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 do it myself yeah it's me so I am my own best friend yeah, definitely. You, know, you can relate to these people and I probably I relate to them all differently. You have you have to. Yeah. You are your longest relationship to exactly. be. Exactly. You, you have, have like, to be okay with that too. Right. And I also believe like I keep telling people like stop looking for your person and the one. You are your you one. You are the one. You are the you one. You are the one. You mm -hmm. are your soulmate. Yep. You know what I mean? You like are. other people who come in your life, they are beautiful people, beautiful spirits that helps show you like the good side of you and the bad side of you. Well, not bad, but the, the cause and effect of who you are, the right. things you've been involving. But I just feel like at the end of the day, like you are your person. You right. like, you are the longest commitment ever to yourself. And that's partially too, which goes back to what we we're saying. You're ever changing. We're ever changing. We're always learning and we're always metamorphosizing into something else. And so even if you're with somebody that you think is your soulmate, there is there's at some point there's going to be a connection that's lost that may drive you somewhere else. You may not be together for eternity. You may not be together for 50, 60, 70 years. Mm -hmm. You were souls that met at a specific point in time. Yeah. And then maybe you decide collectively that you, you want to go on to something else and somebody else ignites you in a different way. Right, because we're always we're changing. Always changing. And if we don't always want the same things, that's when you evolve. You're like, I, I want something different. I love you, right. but I want something different. Something different, yeah. I think that's when we get into stop attaching ourselves to people. Right. You know, be more present, but stop attaching yourself to like, this is who I am when I'm with this person. This is where I want to stay. You can't stay there. Right gotta grow and if you are in a relationship with someone you allow them to grow and you you grow 
And yeah. hopefully there's a, you know, a common thread line that you meet in the middle and you're still growing. Everybody's still growing, but there's everybody, a, you know, yeah, there's a middle. Everybody's still growing. And mm -hmm. I, I hope that happens, but I've also been learning that a lot of relationships don't last long because, and I noticed the relationships that I even tried to have, I noticed they don't last long because people fall in love too much with your flowers and not your roots. So, <laughs> well, hello. Yeah. Good morning, yeah. sunshine. What? Good morning. <laughs> it's Sunday. They fall in love with your flowers, not your roots. They do. Yeah, they fall in love with flowers, and that that's can so mean true. aesthetic. That can mean um, the benefits of what you give. Mm. You know, that can mean what they feel like in a relationship, but they don't really give as much as you give. That can be, that can mean anything that's tangible or that's not really firmly rooted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I believe roots are the shadow parts of us. Because I don't like saying bad, I like saying shadow. Mm -hmm. But the shadow parts of us and the things that makes us who we are you know, our anger, our fear, anxiety, um, uh, sometimes maybe our mental illness, you know, whatever those things are, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. you have to fall in love with those roots. Right. And I think know? that's a difficult one, too, because when you're in a relationship with someone, a lot of times that stuff doesn't come out right away. You don't know the person's roots. You know some of the roots, but they're always skeletons in the closet that people don't disclose and they eventually come out. So it's yeah. hard, you know, and if you then, at, when you do find out, like what some of these roots are, then you have to decide whether or not you can stay with it, whether or not you can handle it, whether or not it may be too much for someone. Right, you know? definitely. So I, I think it's, 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 it's tough. Yeah, I think it's like you have to get real with yourself on like, what can you handle? Yeah. But I also believe <clears throat> you really can't handle people's stuff if you haven't taken care of your own stuff. Right, yes. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I know with me, I can't handle... I noticed there's one thing I can't handle. I can handle very intense men, men who are like very, very intense. And mm. I don't mind it just because like, I am that point sometimes, but also like I handle my own stuff. So I don't mind handling a man who's like intense or seem like he carries the world on his shoulders because I'm like, I know how to lighten that load up, but I also know how to carry that too. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so it's one of those things, but, but the only reason I know how is because I used to be like that type of person. Mm -hmm. So it's just, once you start doing accountability and taking care of your own stuff, you're able to take care of somebody else's stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Or share it. Yeah. You know, share it. Share mm -hmm. that, right. you know, so yeah. Well, something like that, I think is, a, it's a situation that, um, unfortunately a lot of men carry and I'm going to say men of color on that one, you know, oh, specifically yeah. black men you know, the outlook of life, uh, you know, based on where we come from and the way society treats us, that's a whole nother conversation. But, oh, that, that just you know what me I mean? Bad. Yeah. Y'all have it so bad that like, I just read, I think the Huffington Post, I don't remember, don't quote me guys, do not quote me. <laughs> but it was saying that it was so, I was like, oh, that just hit me a different way when, it, when I read it. It was saying black women, do not benefit from marrying a black man. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, what was the reason behind that? What was the reason behind that? You guys do not have the education, the resources, um, the status, the access to things. 
And I was like, so shocked by that. Agree or disagree? Um, <laughs> I'll say it for you. I mean, I understand what they're saying. I Okay, because I was about to say, like, that's not, I was about to say, like, that's not a yes or no for right. me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be on the boat of like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that a hundred percent. No, of course not. But, it, but, it, but this, this is what I will say. I will say it depends on what the woman is looking for. I just think to say a broad statement and say mm-hmm. married black man does not benefit a black woman in marriage. I think that's too broad of a statement. Right. You know what I mean? That's what I think. I think it depends on what you're looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know for me, I'm an ambitious woman. So there's certain things that I don't need from a male partner. You know what right. I mean? Like I could marry a teacher. I, I'm not sure if that's what they mean. I mean, I didn't read the article, but possibly they're diving into, they're delving into the psychological and financial of yeah. the black male based on the history of this country right so that's probably what they're talking about i think too that depends on what you're looking for not everybody wants i just think sometimes this is the american thing right i just think sometimes we get caught up in everybody wants the american dream everybody doesn't want that right yeah no you're right you're right but I also don't like, I mean, I don't know. I, I get a little bit sensitive when they talk about my black brothers. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we, have, we have to be defensive. We have to be defensive. I just feel like that's just, but that's just to me, I feel like that's just like really, I don't know. I don't like when people target you guys, like y'all like on the low, you know, totem pole, like. Well, I mean, know. sadly, it, that's, that's the reality of it. I mean, it's changing. It definitely is changing. Um, you know, and as we as we get more of a chance in society to increase our knowledge, to increase our wealth, to increase our loving capacity, you know, that's changing. But yeah. uh, historically, that's how it's been. We've always been the, the bottom of the totem pole. We've always been that the most Does hated, the most, you know, that? hated and, and desired at the same time. Yeah. You know, when I told you about that article. I feel like it didn't even make you flinch. Are you just so like, like as a black man, or you're just like, oh, that's nothing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like that's- you know, because I, I believe it. I don't believe it a hundred percent. I mean, I don't, I didn't read the article, so I don't know, but I do know that, you know, once you get to a certain age range of black men, we all have different experiences. And I, when I interview people, we talk about this. There's some people who come from the ghettos, the hard life. I didn't come from that. So my experience in life and loving and looking at women and looking at people is completely different than another black man. I went to a boarding school, you know, I had, you know what I'm saying? I went to a top 10, you know, like Ivy League college, like these things are all different from the majority of people. So my life experience is different. So to lump everybody in the same category, you can't, you know, we have people who are black, um, Afro-Latino, Afro-French, Afro, we're all different. So you can't really put everybody in the same category. We all have right. different experiences. So it's hard, it's hard to make that kind of generalization. Yeah. But I, I could see what they're what they're trying to say with it. Yeah, I get what they're saying. Like, I mean, there there is a, I mean, like I have dated outside of my race plenty of times. And it it is a different type of access and world. But the one thing I really noticed besides the financial difference dating someone outside of my race 
is that um, the trauma isn't there, I would say. It's not as embedded as it is, like, a lot of guys I dated, like, they didn't really have any traumas. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they would be like, oh, my dad wasn't there, but, you know, my mom took care of me. Or, and they'd be like, but I live a happy life and they're close with their mom. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't, there's something about, like, um, <clears throat> um, if they had a rough upbringing, they don't embed it. They're just like, you know, it was a little rough. You know, my mom was single and then I got stepdad, but I'm good. You know what I mean? It was just the way how they embedded or computed you know, it was just way different than how I would deal with things, you know? So I learned a lot on how to like, don't, don't, you know, like internalize every little thing that goes wrong, you know? So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a whole deep conversation. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty big. Well, everybody, let us know what you think about that. Does the, uh, Black men in society have it have it the worst? Are we down on the bottom of the totem pole? How are you living your life? Are you grounded in what you do and what do you do to keep yourself grounded? And also, how did 2021 end up for you? Please comment below, let us know. Reach out to us, DM us. You can find yeah. me at Marcos Luis on Instagram, Marcos Luis everything, but hit me up on Instagram, M-A-R-C-O-S-L-U-I-S. All right. And, and how can they find you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm always my DMs, so please DM me. Um, I'm at Ashley Elizabeth Green, Instagram. That's right. And Ashley Elizabeth Green on Facebook and Twitter. I think Ashley Elizabeth Green, but I don't know for sure. But aspired definitely. Living. You're Aspired Living. Uh, yes. Aspired, aspired Living. Yes. Yes. On Instagram. Yeah, on uh, so. Twitter. So yeah. so, yeah, please hit us up. Use the hashtag One Mic Night. And let us know what you think. And thank you for joining us for this episode of One Mic Night Talk. We'll see you next time. We're out. Later. <laughs>